What's up, Sam? What's up, Sandine? Westy? It's two days till Christmas. Are you excited? Hell yeah. Yeah. Did you write your letter to Santa, hoping you get what you want under the tree? Yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely asked for some more, uh, some more wins from, from all the patrol, but hopefully, so hopefully that, hopefully that comes true. The Santa gets gifts, not miracles. Ah, that's true, but. <laughs> Just kidding. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little late episode, you know, a bunch of people were bugging me. Hey, when's, where's the pod? You guys record the pod yet? And I'm just like, yeah, man, it's like a week till Christmas. I got to wrap gifts. I got the family thing, just busy. We weren't playing games this week, so I wasn't in a rush. Thank God. And thank you to the league for saying no games this week because they could have. Christmas wasn't till next week, but yeah, like, and you know. League, just don't even bother. Like, we're not playing next week either, so just don't even ask. No one's going to show up. You're going to see a lot of forfeits if you try to schedule these games, right, CN? Because I ain't going to play. Yeah, no, I know personally uh, this is probably about the one time a year that I will not be available. Yeah. So, just, and I know, just, I think my, my team just has... Just call it a year, and we'll see you in the new year. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, we're not going to get into much of looking into the next week because... I, those games probably won't happen for a couple of weeks from now, but we are going to recap what happened in week two, and we're going to get to all the stuff. And there's quite a bit of stuff that's happened, ACN. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely a uh, interesting week, uh, for sure. As well, we got our week two power rankings. We'll go over the games of week two. We'll go through some trades, um, you know, just that kind of stuff. Uh, but the big topic of the week um, I don't have all my facts straight, but the news came out after the games of week two that the saboteurs were short players and they went to all the captains and gave them a proposal. I don't exactly know the entire details of the proposal, but apparently they were given the right to vote for or against something. And what, apparently the result ended up being that the saboteurs were allowed to have a player take over as co-captain with Mark Nook of his choosing, which, you know, has not been officially announced on the Discord or anything, but it looks like it's going to be Snowda, formerly D-Devo. Is that correct? Uh, no, so so those are two separate people. Sorry. I, uh, yeah, sorry. Someone's saying yeah. D-Devo, and then I see Snowda in the chat. Uh, but, okay, oh, so. Um, yeah, and so just like you, I want to just point that out there that I do not have all the facts. I, you know, neither of us are a captain, so we do have to look at this from uh, anything we are told uh, by you know by any of the players and just kind of what goes on in the league and in uh, Gen Chat and whatnot. But it it seems like there have been players from the late signup this added on to saboteurs. Uh, Added onto the Saboteurs roster. Um, it also looks like it the the league might be dropping down to a ten roster spot, but I, I I'm not sure or roster minimum. So that is including captains. So that was uh you know the same as has been before. I don't I you know there has been hasn't been any official confirmation. So just you know don't you know rush to any judgments yet for sure, but. Um, I think we're both looking forward to seeing any kind of official announcement in the near future. 
about what is going on. But it's been a little confusing to me personally. So, I mean, I don't want to rush to judgment. I don't want to make myself look like an ass. I don't, you know, Westy here look like an ass just because I decide to say something. Uh, it, it seems to me like it was rushed, potentially. But keyword potentially because with with more than likely having two weeks off, you know, the league has a lot of time to iron out the details of what is going on. But Saboteurs did make some trades and stuff, so we'll get over that. Hopefully, um, hopefully Pono can get his, his team kind of together through whatever uh, methods. But Gen Chad did not seem too happy about it. Yeah, I know, and that's why I didn't really, uh, I really kind of just waited for tempers to cool down because I did talk to some captains, I talked to some people in the league, and they were just not happy with it, so I kind of wanted to just have tempers cool down so we can come on the show and just talk like civilized people because if I would have brought you on the show two days after that, you were seemed pretty heated, and I just uh, didn't want to get you into trouble. Yeah, no, uh, I don't think it's any... I mean, if you follow, if you kind of look through Gen Chatter, you were around that night uh, when some of it kind of first got announced, but not really announced. Kind of just a matter of, you know, people being tagged in Gen Chat and noticing some roles being assigned to players or not. Um, it, I, you know, we definitely kind of, you know, it definitely popped off, in my opinion, at that time. Oh, you know, definitely has changed, but, or from, you know, it's changed now that I've kind of thought about it a bit more uh but and I and I want to while we're just talking about this I want to you know apologize I guess to NELM um because I know that your job is not easy and never has been never will be uh nobody will ever be you know 100% satisfied with something so um you know whatever it is I mean hope that you guys were able to you know think about all aspects of what could happen or will happen going forward. Oh. Yeah, and I just want to, like, uh, continue on with the thing. So, like I said, I don't know the complete facts, but I've been told by a couple people that the Snoda is allowed to be added as the co-captain of the Saboteurs, plus they are allowed to add four late signups to their roster who can just go right through and be added to their team. That's what kind of caused the buzz for a lot of people. So basically, you drafted your team. They all quit on you, and the league's now throwing you a bone, and you can now grab off. They're giving you a whole line of good top players if they decide to sign up and play for you. I can understand that. What's your thoughts about that, that you know that people can just leave and they're just going to throw them a big bone here? Like, like, this hasn't happened in any other season, so why is it happening this season? Um. Okay, so, you know, without knowing necessarily everything, I think that is a little, uh, it's a little, it's a pretty much a slap in the face to anyone who has owned and has gone through troubles before. I know that nobody has had, you know, as many people leave, or at least that I'm aware of. Nobody has had as many people leave as the Saboteurs did this season. However, you know, if, in previous seasons, and I can tell you, I mean, I've personally had to go through this where a person has either forced their way off of my team or um, just not even been, or have just decided to leave 
And, you know, as a captain, you have to take responsibility and say, you know what, I drafted this guy. Um, or in the case of, you know, Carm's leaving, um, you know, I accepted that this guy was going to be my co-captain. You have to take a bit of responsibility. And this is nothing against Pono whatsoever because at the end of the day, anything that does happen, uh, the you know, league management has allowed it to. So it's not necessarily like Pono necessarily forced his way to get this to happen or anything. It's just, it seems a bit like a slap in the face because, you know, if if I were to have a guy, like last season I had a guy leave and in the only option for me was to replace him through, you know, a uh, guy who was uh, sitting on TC. So, you know, in order to make myself out of team and, and can potentially become competitive, I did unfortunately have to just, you know, bite the bullet on a higher-ish draft pick leaving. That being said, I mean, I, I hope that, I hope that they can figure this out and make it so it doesn't just make every owner uh, or captain just kind of feel a bit alienated because while we didn't, like, I, I, I'm i going to keep rambling if I don't shut the hell up, but it just, it doesn't feel right. Um, if, to me, I guess, I think, or so should have been training camp players being called up as well as uh well the explanation as well as the late the sign-ups is, yeah. yeah well the, the explanation that the league is trying to give us is that they tried to message a whole bunch of tcs and they weren't getting a response from anyone so i understand if they can't find the players through tc i just think that this is just not the right way to go okay the co-captain part okay have a new co-captain but basically you're going to be I'm not going to say that they're going to be that calendar caliber, but we're already seeing late signups that didn't, you know, like Oswald and them, you, you know, that like, obviously something's up. Like, is that fair that these players can now just skip through the whole draft process and just end up on a team? Yeah. I mean, I looked at the late signups earlier and now I believe that this kind of all might have been already been sorted out and it's just not announced yet. Um, so maybe not all these guys are able to play, but there was names like uh, Dezo, you know, D Dezo, um, you know, Austin, uh, Austin Life, so uh, Clark and Kempe, uh, and Willis. Willis had even signed up as a late sign up. If you know Bono was able to pick up Os, Life, uh, Willis, Dezo, I mean, those four right there. Those all would have gone relatively high in the draft. So, if those kind of guys are able to brought in, it does make you feel like it, the draft didn't even really matter in a, in a sense. But I mean, everybody, everybody else through the league was able to still get their guys that they they have wanted in the draft. Um, so hopefully, hopefully the captains don't feel uh, slighted. Hopefully the captains actually are okay with this. Well, here's my question. Like I've talked to a few captains and they said that they have guys on their team ready to leave because this decision was just terrible. However, I've been told that this 
was this vote was left to the captains and they agreed on it unanimously. There was maybe one or two captains that voted against it. So my question is why vote for this if you're not happy with it? Now, was it because the captain sat there and said like, what do we do if we vote no? Like, do you feel like maybe the captains were backed against the wall and they kind of had to vote yes? Like, I don't know. I'm not trying to stir the pot, start anything here. It's just, it's really mind boggling to me how the captains are not happy or easy with this, but yet they voted for it. Yeah. I think, I think from the, the captains that I've kind of talked to, it's been a lot more along the lines of like, we had, you know, a couple options that were given to us and this was the lesser of all evils. And, um, like I said, LM are never going to have an easy decision to make, but if this was the the best option, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know all the other options, I, but it's it's a little concerning to me that, like you said, we've got multiple players. Um, I mean, I know I've talked to some as well. I just kind of bring it up. Folks who have said, you know what, this is uh, this is really frustrating, and I'm not sure that you know I want to be there. Like that's you know what they're kind of saying and. I really hope that this doesn't hurt the league, you know, as much as it possibly could in the long run. Well, I'm not trying to, like, start any enemies here with the LMs, but this decision does make the league look like a joke from the outside when a a team can just be handed these guys after just falling in the toilet and, and guys leaving the team because their team's not winning i've never seen another league that's done this to a, to a, anywhere like they don't just hand you they don't just give you handouts because your team wasn't successful i've seen in the lg they've let teams just struggle and forfeit every game because like rules are rules like you shouldn't be able to change them for one team because it didn't go their way yeah and um i mean we'll talk about some of the trades uh here in a little bit, but like one of them was one of them was made by the saboteurs, and to me, it read as a trade of you know what I'm not happy I have to make this trade, you know, trading away a top guy, but we this is a way to keep our team you know f- from folding, and so for that, I mean, I I applaud Kono for for making that decision. It's never an easy one to make um, as a captain there, but yeah. Uh, from a league perspective and from an outside perspective, uh, it looks like a nightmare. Uh, but I, I think I'm, in terms of any judgment, I, I kind of want to just, outside of what I've already kind of said, I just want to wait till things are officially announced. And I think that the league does owe us uh, an explanation one way or the other. You know, at the end of the day, once the decision is final, just tell the league, let us know. Let us know what's going on. Um, you know, keeping it quiet doesn't do anything but make the league look kind of bad. So, you know, hopefully after Christmas, before, you know, before the new, before the, the next week of games, after the first year, just let us know what's up. Well, it really fumed one captain that he is no longer in the league anymore. I don't exactly know the entire details because I don't see anything that goes on between captains and LMs. I don't see any of those texts. I'm not in those channels. But I tried to get 
a hold of John for any comment. And all I got was, I'm done with the league, not coming back. So it looks like John really uh, crossed the line because the LMs gave him the boot. So the Squirtle squad is without their captain, John. Um, so we bid farewell. You know, maybe things get patched up, but I kind of doubt it being John and who he is. That's a, it's a shame to see John go, um, whatever the cause may have been. Um, you know, I kind of talked with him a little bit, but um, I won't share what was said just because it is only one side of a story. Um, and, and I don't want to, you know, come out and accuse anybody of anything at all. So, and I mean, it is John. We know he's a hothead. So it's part of why we originally had him or tried to have him on the show, on the pod here. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a shame to see him go midseason. Uh, I mean, John's someone who's been around. Uh, and I think a lot of people know his name for, for better or for worse. So sucks to see him go. And hopefully, hopefully Squirrel Squad is able to uh, kind of figure out who needs to take over, uh, who needs to take take that step to be captain whether they uh i'm assuming they would just probably promote somebody kind of from within but that's another situation to kind of just keep an eye on yeah and um i don't know if this is 100 percent confirmed but people have told me now that the league has now are cutting rosters down from 12 to 10 i guess they said they made a mistake i don't you know i guess with scheduling or something I would assume. So now it's eight roster spots and two captains. So you kind of see some of the rosters getting trimmed down. Bo Horvat got released by the bandits and stuff. You're probably going to see some more teams cutting one or two guys here. Um, so going back to the saboteurs, how, how are these guys not getting picked up? Like Bo Horvat sits sitting on waivers right now. Why haven't we seen the saboteurs pick him up? Yeah, I'm a little uh, a little confused by that, and that's kind of another reason why I just want to wait till you know LM does officially announce something. Because if rosters are going down to eight, because right now looking at the roster sheet, um, there is let's see one, two, or potentially five teams at least four teams with less than 10 uh, rostered, like, pl rostered players. So what's going on with that? Is, now, if, yeah, like LM said, or like some LM have said, that, you know, T the TCs that we've had this season are maybe not as active as uh, we'd hoped, then maybe this could be part of a reason. Because I know a lot of people not as happy, uh, myself included, that rosters had uh, increased in size. Uh, I thought it made it a little bit harder to, uh, I mean, it increased parity in a way, but it, it just made life a little bit annoying for captains. Um, you know, you're not being able to play your uh, your your best guys sometimes just because you have to make them sit just so, you know, somebody who may only have one day avail can now, like, has to play. Um, and that's everybody always been unless, a thing. Everybody but, unless you're the bandits, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily know what's going on if that is confirmed and if that is an actual thing um i think it'll be a welcome change like you said um why are the saboteurs then able to pick up late signups when there are potentially you know uh, i mean i don't know who all like i said there's four rosters not at 10 yet so 
you know, there's anywhere from six to eight players potentially going out on, on waivers. Um, they may not be like, you know, first round talent or anything, but that's, there's still players who can help, who could help the saboteurs potentially feel a competitive roster every night. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. And I mean, well, we'll just have to wait and see. I, I, yeah. I think LM just needs to be a bit more transparent, but that being said, with a lot of stuff going on at once, I understand why they're not rushing and pushing out, you know, aliens of tags telling everybody what's going on and just kind of waiting till it all settles. Yeah, fair. And like you said, like being an LM in a league like this where everything's got to be handled through Discord and everything, it's not easy. You know, it, it's not easy to do it. And I understand, you know, it's it's video game people are like, you know, it's not like you're in a you're in an office with someone and you're talking to them straight. You're talking to someone through a headset. So like anything they say, you know, there's no accountability for anything that would happen. So sometimes people don't act the most professional to the LMs. So I get that, you know, so I, like, like you said, I, I don't want to be the LMs. I don't want to handle this type of decision. I just hope that the decision they make does not uh, really put a big, um, really big black mark on the league going looking for next season because I'm hearing people aren't coming back. That's not a good thing you want to hear. So I, I don't know. I mean, this could affect how their league looks come, going forward. Absolutely. But uh, enough about that because we're going to talk about stuff that happened on the ice rather than off the ice. And that will start with our week two power rankings. Uh, CN's finally going to share some of his power rankings because he kind of just went with mine. But now he's going to have his own or debate mine in a way. So that's kind of good because, you know, my power rankings doesn't mean that they are the power rankings. Everyone can have their own power rankings. So move, so so getting on, with uh, number one, Beauty Bandits, I, t- t- they're... They're eleven and one. They went five and one again. They finally lost in regulation. We'll get to that in a bit for the first time. But they have twenty two out of a possible twenty four points. I mean, like you get like like you said last week. If we didn't have the bandits at number one, our credibility and like as podcasters and giving takes would just like it wouldn't matter. Going to number two, we got the Squirrel Squad. You said they wouldn't be a five and one team moving forward. Well, they were three, two, and one. They were four point five seconds away from beating the Bandits, and Labronto just banged in a greasy rebound to send it to overtime, where the Magic just fell apart. They were up three one with under two minutes to go, and Furry took two bad penalties, and they scored two power play goals. It was a really exciting game. It had me on my edge. You know, Squirrel Squad's still at number two, though, for me. How about you? Uh, yeah, both both uh, top two picks there, uh, or top two. I mean, they, you know, they're, the, they're this number one and two on the standings for a reason. Uh, the Squirrel Squad did take a step down this week. Um, and for them, I know they're not going to want to keep, you know, keep on that trend. They're going to want to go back to being, you know, five and one or four and two. But that being said, you know, both there's some tight games in there, so there's no reason to drop them down out of second. 
Just, just no. Absolutely. Uh, Acorns at three. Listen, these guys just do nothing but play overtimes. It's crazy. But they did hand the Bandits their first loss of the season. It was in regulation as well. Shaner has been just a wall for him this season. He's just been unreal. Probably going to be nominated for the Vesna. I'm, I'm just saying that week two. I but you know he's been unreal. Um, just they just play overtime. Uh, they're they're still top four in the standings, and they're still number three from last week in my power rankings. How about you? Yeah, and that's uh, same thing for me. I believe uh, you and I have our top. The top four is the same. So, but yeah, no, it, it's everything you said. I mean, they're the top. They, they've gotten well. First off. Only team to beat the Bandits. Um, so, you know, kudos to them for that. Like I said, Shannon has been an absolute brick wall. Um, they just, I mean, they've, they're so close in multiple games. I mean, they've got five overtime losses. Uh, if any one of those, just this one bounce their way, they they could have a completely different record. So they only actually have a minus nine go differential in total. That's, I mean, it's that it's not the best. It's not the worst by any means, though. And considering how many overtime losses they have, I mean, it makes sense why they have that that uh, that differential there. So easy number three for me as well. Yeah, uh, number four, probably the biggest jump in our power rankings from last week. They were eight last week. They'll be four this week, going six and zero. Oh. Uh, Rock'em sock'em. I I don't know what it is, but that Alfredson trade just. You know, really helped the team. They went six and zero. However, I will get into one of the games about them later on against us because uh, Nikki should know the rules a little better. <laughs> but taking nothing away, they went six and zero. Rock'em sock'em at number four. Number five, I have friendship. They were six last week. They're five this week because they beat the Mullet Patrol and the Stinky Doodles this week. It was kind of, you know, I had to understand, I had to like try to decide between friendship, stinky, and mullet. They all kind of battled each other. Friendship beat them, beat them both. So I think that they deserve to be higher this week in the power rankings over the other two teams. How about you? Uh, yeah, I did make a mistake. I have the same top five as you. So he, uh, so friendship is as well. Um, said they beat both mullet and stinky. Um, the 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 win over the Mall of Patrol, I mean that in that does put them one and one on the season, uh, like on the season uh, series. So and those two teams are going to probably be tight the whole way through. Uh, I think probably top. I mean maybe top four, but top like like five through seven this entire season are probably just going to be alternating each kind of week. It just depends on who can beat who, um, different some things like that because there's just. They are very, they're three very close teams. And yeah. and this is where you and I got a little different. I yes. got the Sneaky Doodles moving up from seven to six because they beat the Mullet Patrol. Um, you kind of still have the Mullet Patrol at six. So give me your reason. Uh, so I got the Mullet Patrol at six solely because uh, when you look at the, you you look at what's going on, I mean, Mullet Patrol have one, uh, have have won one more game in regulation than Stinky has. Uh, they've lost the one in OT, and that one loss in OT was against the Stinky Doodles. So same thing we kind of said about the Acorns. I mean, just one bounce going their way. 
Um, I didn't get a chance to actually watch that game. And it, from what I understand, it was kind of a, a goalie duel. But, you know, so one other one other balance goes their way. Uh, you know, it could be the other way. I think that the sneaky duels still have, still have enough to prove. Uh, still have a lot to prove to me. They could trade this week, which we'll get into. Maybe that could bump them up in the future. Uh, I think Old Patrol... Um, still, this is, I think the next week that we end up playing will be the first week, uh, with full or close to full availability from Lazar. However, insider information, they may not be shieldsy for the next week that we play. So, I mean, that's my team, but I could see us, uh, dropping down a little bit for right now, though. They're still at six for me. I have... Mullet Patrol at seven because they lost to both the friends and the stinky doodles. And listen, we don't really need to get much into it. You had them switched. I have them this way. It doesn't really matter. Six, seven. It's pretty much in the ballpark. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was only one point separating them in the, in the standings anyways. So yeah. And, and that is actually set like in the standings that goes from four at Mullet Patrol and then seven at stinky doodles. I mean, it's literally, Four through seven is tight, um, but the ink acorns is also thrown in there. So, um, yeah, no, just for me, I have to keep thinking where they are. I think they just still have stuff to prove. But next week, I wouldn't be shocked if they had switched with Mullet or potentially even bumped up to five ahead of the friendships. And then I have the biggest decline of the of the powering so far. The Trashers, I had them at four last week. They went one and five this week. They didn't look very good. They gave up a lot of goals. Do you have the Trashers at eight, or do you think they're lower? Uh, I, I've got them lower. Um, so uh, I guess I'll go ahead and then just go with my eight. My eight is uh, Dumb Stars. Um, they uh, they did have a good week this week. Uh, they did go. I forgot to pull up their record. Oh, they're now at five, six, and which it is the exact same record as far as regulation. So, so they went, so they went three, five. So they went three. They were one and five. One. No, yeah, no, dumpsters. They went three, two and one. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think dumpsters was one and five uh, the week, week one. So yeah, I believe that's, that's it. I, you know what? I don't know. I'm not even, I'm not a mathematician, but whatever it is, point is they did have a very good week this week. Um, but after how bad of a week one they had, personally, I don't feel like they could be jumping that high up, especially when there's some one goal, you know, some one goal games, uh, they still have got a pretty bad, uh, goal differential as a whole, but that is way down by this, that first week. Um, then another team that could easily be moving their way up in the power rankings next, uh, you know, after the next week of games. But I just I can't put them ahead. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I said, like when a team with lead and Gronk, I'm just not expecting them to sit down in the standings. They, I, I just don't have them an eight yet in the power rankings because they still sit outside of a playoff spot. That's it. I mean, and the Trashers were not very good this week, but they still have the playoff spot. That was my reasoning. Yes, Dumpstars did have a better week than the Trashers, but dropping the Trashers all the way to four to nine, I just couldn't see myself doing that one. That's uh. 
that that makes sense and so that goes right into where i have the trashes i do have the trashes right down at nine um i think part of the reasoning being for me is that uh with the trashers they did in their first week they did have a win that was a forfeit win against actually the dump stars so that did kind of put up a little you know a little asterisk with them next or last week and so coming out of this week with you know a one and five um that's that's tough and they were only ahead of the dump stars in the standings uh based on a tie tiebreaker which was was against um, and the Trashers had 44 goals against, whereas Dumb Stars had 50. So, um, you know, given that the Dumb Stars did have some some blowouts in week one when, you know, things really weren't going their way, I think the Trashers, they're just, they're primed to continue to fall. Uh, made some moves. Like, like I said, a lot of teams made some moves this week. So, um they they're they're close um and the, like i said they, there is possibility for them to go up but right now i think they're they're i'm happy with them at nine um i think they're going to hover around the seven to, to nine mark even potentially down to 10 depending on just a few other factors with the saboteurs who surprise surprise are both of our number 10s i'll let you kind of go yeah, I mean, I, th there's no really, exp I mean, we don't really have to get much into why they're 10. They're, they were just, they couldn't, I can't remember their record. Did they win a game this week? Uh, no, they were 0-5-1. and 1. They did, they yeah. took a game into overtime, which. Yeah, it, like, you didn't get any points in the standings. You were 9 last week for me. Now you're 10. It's just, it's not looking good this week. However, things might be looking up for the Sabs, depending on what happens. Absolutely. So that will be all our um, that will be our power rankings for week two. And uh, yeah. So this week we're gonna go recap um the games we had at the time slot for week two. We're not gonna get into week three because those games probably won't be till for a couple weeks from now. So maybe we'll do that. We'll do a pod before week three starts. So we'll just get into the games of week two. Now, I made a mistake. I picked two games that were in the same time slot. So I apologize to any game that got snubbed in the 10 o'clock slot. The schedule's so hard to read. Like, if you hit upcoming games, it you know, it's just the, the website's still a mess. I mean, I, I just don't know if we should go back to it next season. What do you think? Uh, without getting too much into it, um, I think it's something we could go back to. It just needs a lot of improvements and... Um, we're not the only league that does use uh, League Manager, so hopefully, you know, across anything that we have kind of come up with that could improve for, for our, or that could help uh, make improvements for our league, hopefully other leagues are making kind of similar suggestions, um, kind of get this, you know, community pulled together to make League Manager um, a lot better than it currently is. Uh, still need weekly stats. That's a, an absolute must. And like you said, the, the schedule is a bit hard to read. It's kind of all just there. You can't separate by weeks or anything like that. So, um, you know, I mean, a mistake, like, you know, like I said, I mean, mistakes are kind of bound to happen. It comes to things like that. So 
don't know. Uh, I'll I'll save my judgment for at till after the season. Yeah, fair enough. So the ten games, that the two games on Thursday, I had in the same time slot. I had the Dump Stars versus Sabs. I thought it was going to be the ten o'clock game because these two teams were nine and ten in the standings. The Dump Stars had a bad week. The Sabs needed to bounce back. Um, the Dump Stars ended up taking the game 4-1, but the Dump Stars ended up beating the Friendship earlier that night in a 5-4 barn burner. Um, you know, we were playing with a tennis ball that game. Uh, th- and then the, the game of the week, I think, was Bandits and Squirtle. Got to catch the uh, third period of his game because my game ended pretty quick. Um, the Squirtle got up 3-1 with under five minutes to go. It was a weird goal. Um, Felty had the puck. He split the D, which was pretty crazy. But then it was weird. Um, Samson was there holding his ground. Felty went right into the goalie. You thought the game, the goal was going to be called back for goalie interference, but no, the referees were viewing for a distinct kicking motion. So you look at the replay, and Felty is in his net before the puck is, and the back of his heel kicks the puck into the net. Like, it should have been goalie interference. It wasn't. It was 3-1. Even the goal before that, Felty come across the blue line and just let go like a muffin wrister that just bobbled all over Samson's pad and in the net. It was just crazy. However, the Squirtle took two bad penalties, thanks to Furry Pujols. Need a center. Duck, duck <laughs> scored. Duck went to try and pass a puck. Um, it went off the goalie right back to Duck with an open cage. It's three two, and then Furry takes another penalty. I think it was like with less than a minute to go. Um, they win the faceoff. It was crazy. The Squirtle won the faceoff, got the puck down. I think there was left twenty five seconds left for the Bandits to get up the ice on the power play. Um, they threw the puck at the net. Lebrando came crashing the net. 4.5 seconds. Bandits tie the game. You know the rest. The Bandits went and got it done in overtime. You know, you're so close to putting them down, but they just won't quit. That's uh, that that game was insane. Um, I would kind of watch. I was kind of watching Furry Stream. Uh, but I was not playing any games at that time. Um, I was kind of following a couple different games at the same time. That one, uh, that one was an absolute crazy game. Game of the week, it's like easily, and uh, maybe you know if if I can if we can kind of get some more eyes on games, we might be able to highlight you know a game of the week, or we can kind of look through some scores. You know, if a team had streamed that game, we can kind of watch it and kind of get breakdown. But, uh, you know. Huge for the bandits to to come back and fight through what seemingly you know a kind of EA, uh, EA, you know, just absolute crap filled game. Um, from both time from both kind of sides it seems, but a hell of a game. And it, I mean, the bandits could easily be four could have been four and two this week. It, it they still would have been first, but they're in the power rankings. Absolutely insane game. And a funny one, you mentioning Furry's stream, like, there is no worse feeling than taking a penalty late and having to sit in the box and watch that puck go. And then you see his, you could see the moment where his head just goes down and he just 
you could see like you ever see that Simpsons episode is like you can pinpoint the moment that his heart just goes and it's just like that was kind of like what it reminded me of Fury just sitting in the box 4.5 seconds left watching that puck go in and then it's just like oh because that, I'm pretty sure that party got a little excited there and just you know you can't take your pedal off the metal with these guys So moving on to Friday, I, I said the friendship versus the Rockham because the first game finished in overtime. And this one also finished in overtime. However, a little controversy. I'm not going to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. But there was a moment they were playing 1-1 and, and they finished the first overtime period. I was watching the stream. And then I, the stream, they backed out and they had to redo the game. And I asked what happened. They lost guys. So they restarted the game, and nobody on their team took a penalty. So the game ended. They scored in overtime. I, I go to the chat. I, I type in Discord, and I'm like, did they not have to take a penalty? Nikki was telling them three guys crashed. We don't need to take a penalty. Saying that someone tried to join their their dressing room while they were in the game, and it crashed the game. First of all, you don't even get in the dressing room if there's six people in there, so I don't understand what he was talking about there. But that doesn't matter. If a guy crashes from a game, a guy crashes from a game, it should be a penalty. Don't you agree? And he kept fighting with Wick that they don't have to take a penalty. Now, it's on my team, too, because they were dumb to start the game. Because if I was Wick, I'd say, no, we're not starting this game till you take a penalty. Because three guys apparently crashed from your game. That needs to be penalty. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a little confusing because there is some gray area, um, however I will say in other leagues, like, such as LG, when there is known bugs, which I have seen that crash happen, um, basically it's caused by somebody trying to join your dressing room because when you're in the game, uh, it will pop up and, you know, it'll say, uh, you know, Westy has joined the party. Um, and then like a few seconds later, we'll say Westy has left the party because it realizes, oh, hey, he's not in there. And sometimes it does crash. Um, and I've seen in other leagues where game crashes and things like that are not always penalized. Um, but it's a gray area that I think maybe needs to be taken a look at going forward. But like you said, if I'm Wick and I truly, like, I, I mean, I probably wouldn't have started the game until we got an LM to kind of weigh in on the situation and get an actual answer. Um, but that being said, with no penalty, I mean, that means both teams had equal opportunity to go out and win it and so uh while one may or may not have you know or one should or should not have whatever been on the, the penalty you know or the pk and roughly uh no i agree but let's be more. honest if that happened to us they're they're crying penalty i think yeah i agree i think any team that has that happen that is like on the receiving end so like you guys situation i think is always going to be fighting for a penalty uh, that's why, like I said, if I'm Wick, I would not have started the game until it was confirmed that they, until you had you know, Nikki's uh, confirmation that he would be taking the penalty or that his team would be taking the penalty. And yeah. if they don't want to say, if they don't want to give confirmation, then that's when you have to ask, you know, an LM to kind of weigh in on the situation yeah. and get this going. But, and like kudos, kudos to Rock. I mean, you won, you won the game 2-1, you yeah. know. I wouldn't have started that game if I was Wick. I would have been like, you're taking a penalty or we're not starting this game. So, you know, it's kind of, 
one team should have known they were going to take a penalty and one team shouldn't have started the game till the penalty was taken. We're just going to move on from that. The other game I had was Squirtle versus the Acorns because it was a battle of two versus three. Squirtle ended up taking it five to two. It's probably one of the only games where the Acorns were really outplayed because I look at the rest of their schedule and it was all just tight games, overtime games. So this was probably one of those games where they just looked flat, didn't start on time. I didn't watch. I I didn't know. I also did not get a uh, chance to watch that. Now, did you play Saturday night? Oh, uh, I did not. I was in. I know. Okay. On Friday. Okay. Because the, cause the game at the 10 o'clock slot on Saturday, I had Bullet Patrol versus the Dump Stars. The game finished 7 to 4. I assumed that was the first time that Shieldsy, Lazar, and Mikey played together. Uh, did did Lazar play? I, I, I don't even know. I'm just like oh. seven goals by the Mullet Patrol. They must have at least had Mikey and Shieldsy. Uh, wait. Final score was 7 to 4 for in favor of Mullet? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I'm I, I I'm getting my stuff mixed up then. Um then Yeah, no, I believe Killdrop was in on the right wing. I believe it was Lazar not was was not a hundred percent sure if they were gonna be able to make it. Oh, a little confused because I I did think that yeah. they won that game or that the uh what's it called? That the Friendships had actually won that game, but uh, so I'll let you go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, and then the Saturday game, I have the Acorns versus the Trashers, and uh, surprise, surprise, another overtime game for the Acorns. They beat the Trashers three to two. Uh, just you know, these Acorns just love to play past sixty minutes, and I'll give credit to the Acorns. I did not expect this team to do anything. But it was also because I didn't know these guys, but I was in a party with some of these guys. You know, they weren't people you don't really want to spend a lot of your time in the party with. Maybe they've toned it down, you know, but it seems like they got their guys working hard. And as we said earlier, Shane's a wall. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you got anything to oh, say about that? Uh, no, I did. Um, I did get clarification and figure out why I was a little confused there. I, uh, that's on me for some reason. I had thought you said, um, bullet versus friendship. And I was first off confused that they even played on Saturday, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I understand. And now I'm sort of bullet. So yeah, uh, kill, kill drop was in instead of Lazar. Lazar was not able to make it. Um, and that was just kind of a game that from what I, uh, have heard about it, because uh, you know, friends on both sides. Uh, just a, a line that did kind of work. Uh, kill drop had six goals. Um, so six out of your seven right there are from him. I mean, Shields, he only had three assists out of the seven. Man, he's, he's turning out to be a pretty good player. Where, yeah. What round was he in the sixth? Seven? He would, no, he was, he was even later. He was, uh, he was the eighth round. Yeah, that's that's pretty good for eighth round. Yeah, so, um, you know, I mean, that guy, that guy is a stud. He's a, he's a QC guy. I can't understand what he says half the time, but got thumbs. So, it's oof, guy is uh guy's a stud, and if he can keep playing like that, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be up there for potentially 
I mean, I think he's, I assume he's a rookie, so he's, he'll be up there for the Calder. Well, he's a PlayStation player, has to be up there, so he'll be up there for the Calder if he keeps playing like this. Um, and then the game for, um, the second game of that night, uh, Trash Sequence. The, that game did go into overtime. Um, they, they actually had a lag out in it. Uh, apparently both goalies played really well. Just, uh, those games for the Acorns that was an overtime game and they actually did win it for the first time, I believe. So is that, is that the correct, is that correct? The Acorns did win that game? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Acorns went, <laughs> the Acorns beat the Bandits Saturday at 10 o'clock, 2-1, and then beat the Trashers 3-2. So yeah. the Acorns may not be like lighting people up with goals, but they're definitely keeping them out of their net. Yeah, for sure. They're 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 a tougher team to play against. Um we played them on our I played them on Friday, um, personally. And so they are a tough team to play. They're gonna keep everything tight. Their goal differential should be right around, you know, plus or minus, you know, under five probably all season if they can keep this up just by the way that they're by the way they're playing. It's just tight games both ways, no matter what. I will say in the booty game, uh, the gear, the gamers, the bandits, they absolutely, uh, got carried by Shaner. I mean, it was, I mean, guy had like, guy had over 20 saves and, and they only had like 14 or under, under 14 shots. So they, or and the acorns only had, you know, under 14 shots. So, you know, it's, uh, they're going to have to play tight games and if they can keep coming, coming out on top in the tight games, I'll think that, we can say other than they're playing it tight and they're doing what they have to do. Yeah, for sure. All right, that will wrap up our recap of the games of week two. Like I said, we're not going to get into week three. Those games probably won't happen for two weeks. But we're going to get into some trades. Some more first-rounders going. Um, Some big trades happening. We're going to start with the Rock'em Sock'em moving out Boston Sniper and Gill to the Trashers. For Obi, um, you know, maybe just trying to unload some players with the whole new roster thing and then bring it in Obi. So, you know, Nikki and Obi, they kind of know each other. Maybe they just want someone that's a little more stable on that left side instead of or, or maybe Boston struggling. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you can uh, make a trade after your team went 6-0. and I think it might be something to do with reliability uh, because Boston, see, to me... Um, no offense to Obi by any means, but this trade is won pretty heavily by the Thrashers or by the Trashers if Boston is actually showing up. However, I did see some things in in the uh, nightly lineup where Boston was originally in the line, and then uh, you know Nicky had to take him out. So uh, I don't know if he just wasn't showing up as much. I know Boston sometimes uh, in in the past. It's been a player that I'm honestly shocked has not gotten real one yet, other than for the reason that he is often he's often on a team where the owner just absolutely loves him as a player, so you don't want to just cast out your guy just because he's giving you one day avail, which is what is tends to happen. He ends up being kind of a glorified part timer. Um a lot of times throughout this year, throughout history that I have been on team with him. Uh but G one is also uh uh, Guy Goots is like best one of his best friends, so you know throwing it in there, just giving Goots uh, the left wing that he wants. That's 
that's huge. And it, and it directly also in, is involved with the the next trade, if you'd like to get into that, unless you have any more. Uh, no, no. Or to no, say no, about I this just, one? No, no. Um, just Breda basically was two for one. And like you said, maybe Boston wasn't very reliable. Maybe, hopefully, he'll show up for trash. Because we have seen trades get reversed where people aren't playing for the other team. So we don't want to see that fiasco happen again. And I, and I don't think Boston would do that. I just think his... his uh, you know, availability as far as more than just one night a week could get it potentially a bit iffy because I think the guy's in like 37 leagues. I mean, he's uh he's an older guy. I, I he kind of has got a lot of a lot of time on his hands, so I don't know if he just is in too many leagues and it interferes with NZ. But I think uh, yeah, hopefully he hopefully he shows up and we'll play and we don't have to have another trade reversed. All right, next trade, the Acorns moved out Cash Kush after a week on the team after acquiring them from the Dumpstars. They moved out Cash Kush, MB, and Gurkle and got back Perf and Drip Von Splash. Um, this is kind of a head-scratcher for me, but Sienna, I'll let you take the wheel on this one. <laughs> uh, first off, I just want to say we were... I think everyone knew that this perf trade was coming. Um, that at some point he would be traded, and honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if he's traded again. Um, but to me, this one, like you said, is a head scratcher. Uh, the MB8K guy is toxic as all hell. Um, to be honest, I'm surprised he has not been banned yet. Uh, seems to not want to play. He's kind of made that clear in Gen Chat, so I'm, I'm eyeing that situation. But uh, I, I'm, I'm a little, I'm baffled by this one on the acorns part. Now, maybe they don't necessarily know as much about, you know, perf as, as others do, but picking him up is just a risk already. And drip splash to me is not the player you want to, you know, give up when you're looking at cash kush and being king gurkle. Um, kush, when we played them, at least he was the only reason the game was close. Um, I obviously did not get to watch every one of their games. I have not seen it. Um, but him and Shanner in that game were the only reason they even had a chance. Um, now it looks like maybe Dryden might, or I actually, I can't remember if Shanner was in that. It might've been Dryden. I'm going to think about it, but whoever their goalie was and Kush were keeping it tight. It looks like Dryden likes to play center. Um, so maybe he was just moving out Kush because now he doesn't need uh, you know, a full-time, uh, full-time center that's gonna, you know, basically demand to play at least, you know, four out of six each week. But this, I mean, the trashers get better with this trade. Um, Perf is a is a ticking time bomb. But that being said, so is MBAK. After what's after what went down in Gen Chat over the last few days. Gurkle has had his struggles this season. Um, I hope he'll be able to turn it around. But their defense between the two moves, their left side of the their left side of the ice on defense is a little confusing to me, a little concerning because Gurkle is much better on the right. Um and now you your only other I believe your only left D primary uh is Boston, so see who ends up moving over to the left side. I guess is it might be kind of a D partner D pairing of uh Burkle and Co. and when, oh, 
Boston can play, he'll hop in. But, you know, the line of G1, Kush, and, and Goots, I mean, if that's their top line, it's not a bad top line at all. Um, I, I G1's play style is divisive, but uh, he works with Goots, so if, if that can work with Kush, I mean, that's a that's a line nobody's gonna want, or not too many not too many teams are gonna want to play. Yeah, to me, I look at this trade, and to me, I feel like maybe Kush asked to get out, maybe because this is the only way I could see this trade happening the way because it's, you're trading away a full time, some would say top five center in this league, for. A guy who's part-time, you don't even know if he'll show up for the two games a week. I talked to Ryan. It was nothing against Perf, you know. Perf said, you know, Brian told me Perf's work schedule was bad this week. There was no no um, negative feelings or animosity. You know, he told, he told Perf he was going to trade him. Perf said, okay. So it doesn't seem like there was, like, any kind of sabotage with the trade. However, I just I just can't see myself trading a full-time first-round player for a part-timer that, you know, last week said his work schedule wasn't the best and he couldn't make his games. So, like, what's, are you going to get him showing up for the next games? Yeah, I mean, I, for the Acorn's sake, hopefully he does show up. Um, but on your comment about potentially Coach asking out, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I obviously don't have any kind of, you know, rumor. I haven't heard any rumors or anything like that. So I'm just looking strictly on the out, it's on the outside. I just, I don't understand it unless the Acorns, you know, Dryden wanted to, Dryden wanted to play more than uh, he was going to be able to uh, with having Kush. But Perf is a big question mark. And uh, I think Drip Von Splash will play. But, you know, if Perf doesn't show, does that trade get reversed? And we saw that with the saw that with another trade this week. So what I, I don't know. Yeah, I and definitely the trash win this trade. Um yeah. because clearly Gagoots is not the two way guy compared to Cash Kush and then that's what they needed. Because you watch the trashers and like Goots is very good offensively. But he doesn't think the game defensively, and I'm not trying to say that to pick on him, but I watch these games, and you're not seeing Goots coming back and taking care of his responsibilities defensively. And I know I know Goots has played some games on the wing for them, but yeah, no, I, I can agree. And I, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe Kush is, I mean, Kush is still a very good center in this league, regardless of what happened. Regardless of, of any situation, he's still a very, very good center in this league. So, I don't know. Um, Trashers won this one to me. Just going to keep an eye on, on Perf and the Acorns for sure. Yep. And the last trade, I mean, we kind of expected this. You know, it kind of sucks that uh, Pono had to make this deal, but, I mean, you move out a top piece and get a bunch of bodies back. The Saboteurs move out Turk and Matthews to the Stinky Doodles in exchange for Ripley Stump, OG Beta, and Pens fan. Listen, we understand it. We're not going to criticize it too much and say it's a terrible deal. But when you move out probably the top defenseman in the draft and you don't get back a player that was drafted in the first three rounds, maybe, 
that's that's just tough to swallow. Yeah, it, it is, and this is why I alluded to it earlier, and I said, and, and I said that you know it sucks that Pono has to make this decision to basically to say look at his roster, who who is left, and say okay, Turk is going to get me the most value back. What can I get for Turk? Um, so I I hate that he has to, you know, I hate that he had to do that. Um, because I'm I mean I I know Turk and he'll play wherever. It's not a matter of, you know, any hard feelings between the two teams, you know between the two players from the team and Turk or anything like that. Uh, as far as I'm aware, at least. And I don't know, um, but I will speak, I guess, more on what the Saboteurs did get back um, instead of sitting there harping on on Pono. Ripley is a player that I think with the right team, she she can work. Um, she had, I mean, I, I've played against her personally and, and, and I have seen that she is not... Uh, bad by any means. Um, Stump, uh, Stump right now, he's not looking like his $3 million cap hit. I think he needs to to get his game back. But, um, and I, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if they have a, a right defenseman partner for Stump that can really help him out. Um, but OG Beta, uh, very good ut uh, utility player. He can play pretty much anywhere on the ice. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's signed up for like every position. I don't know if he has, uh, you know, slash all, but he, you know, wherever he's going to play, he's going to at least be very like team friendly and really help you out wherever you get. So that is a great pickup by them. I'm kind of shocked to see him go off the stinky doodles, except for the reason that there, there might've been a bit of a, might've been a, Bit of bad blood uh, between Stinky Doodles and and Beta after some uh, some lineup decisions this week, and I'll just leave it at that. But and Pens fan, I've only known him as a goalie, so I don't really know him as right wing, which is his primary this season. But not a not a player with some great value overall, and like I said again, sucks that Bono had to make this deal. But you know what, I respect him for going out and doing what he can to get the best value and make his team, you know, competitive all, like, all around. All right. Like I said, we're not going to criticize much about the saboteurs. Now, what does this trade do for the Stinky Doodles? Oh, for the Stinky Doodles, that um, right there, I, I want to pull up their roster. Right? Okay, there we go. So... You know, I'm I'm a little shocked. Uh, I I won't lie. After which, I don't know if we even mentioned it. So the trade where Tots and Ripley were was reversed, and they go back to the Stinky Doodles. Um, I was a little shocked to see Tots not in this deal. Um, however, you know, if I'm assuming this means that. I think for me, I think you'd put Turk actually on right D. Uh, his his primary is left defenseman, but he can play anywhere, like literally anywhere on the ice, and he's going to be serviceable, including goalie. Like he's not a bad goalie by any means. Um, he's a very good defenseman. So if he ends up playing the right side, you know, with uh with Dirty Dan, who seems like it may be their, you know, top pair. I mean, that looks like you know Dirty Dan and and Turk, and then uh Tots and and. Boot, uh, bootleggers, then 
I mean, that's that's not bad whatsoever. And I think that helps to continue to, or to to shore up something that we all had kind of criticized um, after they traded away Odd Guy, which was their defense. So, you know, I'm I'm interested to see how this goes. I know Turk and Rack are very close. Uh, Squirt, I mean, that's Squirt Rack and Turk. That's three LM right there. So. It's just another, uh, I think it's another potential kind of chemistry move. I don't necessarily know that the other players that they, they had in the original and actually traded out really fit as well on the team. Um, but I will say you are definitely going to miss Beta now. Um, so looking at the roster, they've kind of got, it's looking like you're going to have, you know, maybe, maybe a top line of Rack, Bruin, uh, I, I mean, Hoots is part-time if he can play, uh, you know, then that would be on their top line. Otherwise, I guess it goes down to Matthews, but that's still two very good two-way players on, you know, left and center, left wing and center. And then defense, as I mentioned, of Dirty Dan and Turk, and then either Squirt or Motor and Net. And I think they're, I think they're good. And I think that's partly why I originally in our, in our power ranking said that they can easily, you know, easily move, uh, move up next week and, Continue to move up the standings. Yeah, I I think the Sneaky Doodles uh, looked at a problem and they fixed it. That um, they're not the biggest offensive team, but they are very good keeping scores low. However, when the game when when a team goes up two or three goals up on them, they are they usually can't seem to climb the hill. Uh, we played them this week and we beat them six two. Um, mind you, it might not have been the strongest lineup. However, they were lacking on the blue line. Now you bring in Turk, who is an absolute improvement on your blue line. And Mr. Bruin, who is a very good two-way guy that sometimes, you know, I criticize just because who he was traded for, not saying he was terrible. So Turk, Bruin, Hoots those two games, Rack is very defensive. Like you're looking at a team that, you know, identified, you know, looked at that and really added to what their identity is, is they're they're not gonna score six, seven goals on you, but they're gonna try and only make keep you to two or three in a game. Now, I'm not saying the senior duels can't score goals, but when they do score goals, I saw that they had a 6-5 game. So when they do score goals, they were having troubles to keep the puck out of the net. So I, I'm expecting, you know, some more less goals going in on the net on the stinky doodles this week. What about you? Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, they On the season, they've given up. Uh, they've only actually given... And that's the Squirtle Squad. I almost made a mistake. They... Um, they, they've given up 40 goals in the season. They're minus one. I think they're going to, just like the Acorns, they're going to keep that plus minus differential, uh, their, their goal differential right around plus or minus five, uh, just depending on how many kind of bounces go their way or whatever. They, they're going to play defensive. Then as a team have to be prepared to lock down your defense as well, because offense is not going to be their, their number one, you know, their number one priority. They're going to be more concerned about, you know, playing a really solid, you know, bit of team defense and looking at that roster, they have the roster to do it. So um, I'd be curious to see how they address their potential right wing problem. Um, 
But even if 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 that's the one pro if that is the one problem they have, then I wouldn't think it's a that much of a problem for their team. And I can easily see them, you know, finishing as far as uh, you know, as as far as or as, as high as fourth and the standings next or after next week. So maybe even actually third, looking at the points. But yeah, and uh, and that'll concludes the trades i mean i see a bunch of releases and call outs so we don't really need to get into that so that was a week two cn you kind of glad to uh not be having to play this game till the new year uh yeah you know i finished out one of my other leagues with uh you know mikey and a couple guys a bunch of guys also in nz uh this week so Definitely nice to not have any leagues to really even think about for a bit, you know, to kind of, uh, kind of just take the time and relax. And you know, I mean, it's it's Christmas, the holidays. I mean, it's the it's a great time of year, so it's awesome to not have to play uh, and not have to worry about that. And especially if it looks like next week uh, we will not be playing, so the twenty eighth, the thirtieth. I mean, that's gonna be a that's definitely gonna be a relief for me personally because that's. Like I've said before, I mean, that's like the one time a year that I really can't play. Um, just because I end up going, uh, you know, to see my uh, my dad's side of the family up uh, up in Pennsylvania. So, but I'm really excited and uh, hopefully everything looks good when we get back. And there's not too much craziness and we don't have to have a podcast where we talk about issues and just, just one week where we just talk about the games, please. Thank yeah. you. Please five weeks season for everybody. Five five week season and we have we were only in, we were only in week two. <laughs> that would be really much appreciated, captains and anyone listening, please. Um I I will I will do anything for you. This is my be- this is me begging, please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well that will be it for me and CN. Um I'm pretty sure the next episode won't be till January. Because uh, I don't know what much more will be happening, but by the time our next episode in January, the landscape could be totally different. Who knows? Depending on the news that may come out. So for CN, for Westy, hope you like the pod. Leave five stars. Subscribe. Hope you have get everything you want for Christmas. Hope you have a fun time with your family and you enjoy the food and the company. And you all stay safe this holidays. Peace out, boys. See you in the new year.